0: What is going on, guys? It's your boy Dragon, aka the Retro, aka Zach, (laughs) which is actually who I really am, Zach Bash, and I'm here with another podcast. Um, I'm honestly just really happy to be alive these days, and um, you know I'm just I'm I'm faced with so many blessings that uh, at this point I'm struggling to stay sad for very long at a time, which is one of the best feelings in the world. Because it's new, and I love that. So um, today I just kind of wanted to check in and let you guys know uh, where I was at with my businesses and with the competition season that I just went through um, this last year, where my head's at for next year, um, and we'll kind of see where I go from there. I am currently driving back from a show in Tampa, the Chansey Holiday Classic, to Orlando to go hang out with my brothers and sisters. We're going downtown. Um, we're not going downtown, we're going somewhere called Mills Ave, so not downtown Orlando, but we're going to go out, get some drinks, do the thing. I haven't had a drink since my last show, um, a real good drink. I actually do coffee and vodka, um, before my shows or coffee and tequila, depending on the show that I'm doing. Um, but after the, uh, clash, uh, show that I did in November, I went out the next day and... Boy, let me tell you guys, actually, that was a crazy story. So I did this show, I did The Clash, uh, it was my best showing of the year thus far in November, and um, I went out drinking the next day, and for some reason I noticed early on in the day, I started drinking around 2 o'clock, I, <laughs> if you want to see the video, uh, it's on my Instagram reels, but I started drinking right from the bottle of this Fedka. Uh, vodka bottle and uh, I was like damn I don't feel this so we started drinking early we went out with friends um I was obviously shredded and you know full from all the food that I'd eaten after I got off stage and I was feeling I was feeling pretty good um but I was still dehydrated obviously from competing but because I wasn't getting drunk I just said said bucket and I, I full sent that thing and I oh my god we ended up downtown Orlando and um I actually blacked out <laughs> and that was just, we had a great time. Me and my buddy Corbin, we, we fucking full scented. And, um, the next day, this is really where the funny story comes in. Um, I went to my friend's house that night, shout out Sabrina. Um, she took care of me and, uh, me and my buddy. And then I woke up the next day and I was so dry. Like my skin was so dry. I was so dehydrated. I looked insane. And I didn't really have much of a hangover, so I felt pretty good. So I went to my shop, and I was just like, dang, I feel really good. I look really good. This is cool, right? Didn't realize that I was a little bit drunk still and definitely, like, super dehydrated. Didn't really cross my mind. So around 2 o'clock on, like, Monday, two days after my show, the day after getting hammered, and, you know, I'm all dehydrated, I smoke a bowl. And when I smoke, I smoke, like, the whole bowl at once. That's just normal for me. Yo, I smoked this bowl, and it slapped me upside the fucking face like the hand of God. It actually like the hand of Elon Musk telling me that I'm in a simulation. And I had a full-blown, like, breakdown panic attack. I was like, I am a robot. I am, in like, a non-playable character right now. And I'm just inhabiting this shell of a body. Like, my brain, I couldn't, I knew I was losing it, and I couldn't, couldn't keep it. Thankfully, my friend Haley was there. She's also my employee, so she was able to calm me down and just sit with me while I was freaking out. One of the funniest parts about it was I was freaking out because of how my body was. Like I was so freaked out by my muscles, and I, I could feel my muscles like hanging on my on my body, like I was tripping or something. And I was so dry that like my skin was like vacuum sealed to my bone. And there was no fat. So I was tapping on my chest, like the bone of my, my sternum. And it was making the craziest, like hollow sound. And I was just like tapping all over my upper body. Like, this isn't normal. This like, I just, I couldn't handle how shredded I was. Cause I've literally never been that dry in my life. Like even on stage, like I was pretty dry, but all that liquor just fucking sapped me dry. And that weed just hit me so strong. It, it was it was pretty funny. I'm not going to lie. When I came to, I was like, damn, that was, that was intense. Like I really felt like I was a robot and this was a simulation. That was It was wild. So after that, it took me about two weeks to get my tolerance back to normal, where I wasn't having these like little micro panics. And even now a month and a half later, after doing a, yeah, another show, I did nationals here last weekend. And, uh, I, I noticed the weed was just hitting me different with such a low body fat. Um, it was just really funny. I was like, dang, I'm going to turn into one of those people who, like, just can't smoke because they get anxiety. But it, it leveled back out. I'm feeling better, especially now that I've got my body fat more regulated. I've been eating really good since this last show. So I'm good. I'm not uh, not dropping the fucking uh, candle yet. But um, that was a pretty pretty funny moment um, for me. It was just like – noticing how how dry i was and then when i was in a panic state just like being freaked out by my muscles like that was that was a new one for me i've never been freaked out by my body like that but i literally looked disgusting like i was just nasty dry and veiny and just it was weird and i was hollow i was so like i just sounded like a hollow thing i was like what the fuck is this so that was a weird one for you um with the with the the competing you all you know people don't realize what kind of weird little things that you end up going through when you compete. And, uh, there's just like, you know, every show you've got something, I've always had something weird happen. So like the first show of the year, the bottom of my foot, like I couldn't walk on it. Like the last week, it was just so, so done for whatever reason. I was so dry or mineral deficient in my feet that like my, my feet, I got, when I did that first posing routine, I, I just had to ignore how much pain I was in, but I was limping around, Then my second show, you know, my knees, my knees and my hips were all messed up. And uh, I was walking funny because of that. Now it was a real pain in the ass. And then the third show uh, that I did, I was dealing with like being so dry that my head was itchy 24-7. I didn't have dandruff, but like I was just constantly itching my scalp. It was super fucking weird. And then this last show. I don't know what weird thing I would have dealt with at this one. Honestly, I felt like doing three shows and then leading into this fourth one, I was so mentally prepared for everything that I couldn't tell you off the top of the dome, anything weird that I was dealing with because I pretty much had everything managed. Like I didn't get cramps. I didn't get little body pains. I, I managed my minerals so well for this last show that I felt really good. So, you know, I guess nine times out of 10, then you're going to have some weird shit going on with the show until you finally figure out, you know, how to control your body and, and all that. So, you know, as far as my season went this year, doing four shows, um, after starting in January with like my base physique, um, you know, last year I've talked about this before, but last year, uh, 2021, I did a show in like June or July and then I was supposed to keep competing, but, um, you know, I, I got, um, mentally, uh, taken out of the game, as I'll say for now. And if you want to know more about that, just go listen to other podcasts. I don't like to give depression too much of attention when it's not relevant, but I did fall under the wagon wheel for a little bit. And, um, you know, I fell off and I described like my December as like, just being an alcoholic and letting go of like all my dreams and goals and wishes and all that. And I just, I was just getting by, you know, super just down, you know, I got out of a bad relationship the the, stand, the typical you know emotional bodybuilder fall off but um, in January I just had this big swing where I realized you know uh, you know it's kind of one of those things where you look around and you're like where am I what the fuck did I do I, never I'm not gonna be this way again and uh, January came around and uh, I went on my annual camping trip for New Year's came back like on the second and that was it balls to the wall training every day started dieting I got through January. Uh, my friend Nikki, uh, IFBB Pro Nicolette, she's uh, one of my best friends, and she's basically like Wonder Woman over in Orlando, super jacked, pro uh, bodybuilder, and um, she was encouraging me to get back into competing and and prepping and stuff, and I was like, I know where my head's at, I don't want to, you know, she wanted to coach me, I was like, I need to get my shit together, so, you know, all of last year, she was, you know, trying to motivate me to get, get my shit together, and then I kept my mouth quiet in January. I grinded. I got myself a little, a little like bump back. I I was used to training hard. So I wasn't getting sore anymore. I was dieting. And I was like, all right, it's time. And I did my first shot of test. And I shot Nikki a text. And I was like, it's fucking go time. And she was like, oh shit. So she sent me a program. And I fucking hit it. I hit it hard. I hit it. I, I mean, It's a whole thing, you know, it's a it's a whole emotional, you know, comeback story that I am I love about myself and I'm really proud of. And, you know, this year was really me redefining like who I am and what I'm capable of and me really going out of my way to stop getting in my own way, because I really we all know that we are the biggest. Blocks in our life. If you haven't realized that you are the biggest reason why you can't do something, it's always you. Then I hope that this breaks the ice on, on that in your head. Because listen, this nothing that you aren't capable of doing. It's when you start to limit your own, you know, capabilities in your mind or your ability to learn the capabilities, which I think people forget or don't. You know, you're never told like how to accomplish something that people tell you you're capable of, right? Like it's such a generic thing, but. You want to accomplish something that you believe you're capable of. It sometimes it takes multiple steps. So you have to believe that you are capable of accomplishing small things that feel like they don't matter and being consistent. You're capable of consistently learning small things until you get to the point where you're capable of the big goal. Right. And that's how it's done. That's what it means to be capable. It means to get out of your own way. Every time you want to quit, you, you still fucking put your foot forward and do it. And so... Every day this year, I've had dreams of, of quitting. I've had the urge to stay in bed and, and fall suit to what you know my old habits were, which were be depressed, stay depressed. And this year I was like, that is the fucking reason why I will never be great. And that'll be the reason why when I'm old and I think about how much I was capable of, but I never did. I don't want that regret. So every time I feel like shit, I transfer that energy into something i get the fuck up i put my pants on i listen to music if i need to listen to music i smoke a ball if i need to smoke a ball i don't smoke if i don't need it and i need to do something to keep my mind going sometimes you need to feel right so i don't run away from my problems instead i engage i engage with them and i allow myself time to uh, you know work through thoughts as they come and instead of running from things And trying to hide, and letting that affect my day to day life, I started embracing every part of myself, trying to love myself instead of like telling myself, you know, negative, negative things. I've never said anything to anyone that I haven't said to myself probably 10 times as harshly. So, you know, that's kind of the way I, I was. I was very negative inside. And I didn't see myself the way other people saw me or tried to tell me I was, you know, all these great things, these great qualities about myself. I, I didn't believe them. And I didn't, I didn't think they stemmed from anything good. So, you know, being who I am now, I really, I'm really like focusing on loving myself and, you know, allowing myself to say that out loud, because it's not egotistical to be proud of what you've accomplished and what you've, what you've gained through your growth process, you know, and I'm, I'm aware, you know, I'm aware of the fact that I know a lot now and that I've been through a lot and I'm aware of the things that I haven't been through and like my ignorance. And so I use that to try to figure out what I don't know and understand people who have gone through things that I haven't gone through and trying to relate my life to that has allowed me to become even more conscious, even without experiencing things. Because, um, you know, when you, when you can take somebody else's experience and really um, you know listen and engage and not try to find your own way to you know compare but I'll, but but really hear them and try to put yourself in their shoes you you get that lesson and so um whether it's your parents or your friends or a stranger or a homeless person on the side of the road you know I've gotten lessons from so many people and I really try to I feel like in order to elevate myself and to elevate humanity we have to learn from our past mistakes and like, people are passing down information but we're not listening until we you know go through it ourselves one time 15 times you know and it's almost a waste of time because now i'm like well i haven't experienced this particular thing but i know somebody who has and their detailed explanation of this thing that i'm now going through is definitely giving me a good gauge of how i should actually wade through this versus what my first instinct is right and so using that kind of thought process has allowed me to get pretty damn far with a lot of different things. And also, you know, I have my own reasons why I think I'm a failure and whatever, but I know I'm not, but it's those little dark thoughts in your head that kind of come around. And what I do with those thoughts, whenever I'm like, oh, you're a failure or you suck, you haven't done this or that. I'm like, well, write it down and do it. Write that shit down and do it. And then when you get it done, you're no longer a failure. Fucking A. I didn't realize that, you know, sometimes shit's that easy. You know, just because you were supposed to do it before doesn't mean you can't do it now with a lot of things or find a new way to implement. Right. So I started writing things down and writing my ideas down and writing my thoughts. And, you know, I don't write novels or books, but I take notes in my phone and I never trash anything and I allow it to become present in my mind and I speak on it or I'll call somebody and I'll be like, hey, this is on my mind. I want to speak this into existence. What do you think? You know, and you know, just, just listen, if you don't mind. And, you know, you share stuff and you allow your mind to, you know, fill its time thinking about positive growth, you know, endeavors versus bullshit. So, you know, if you're an entrepreneur like me and you're looking to get out of your current environment that's what you have to do you have to you have to start engaging with your mind and engaging with your ideas and bouncing them off people and letting them tell you what what they think and hearing the negatives and understanding when that's something you need to take action on or you know it's based off of ignorance of their on their part cuz they don't see your vision which is perfectly normal and that's how it's supposed to be otherwise it wouldn't be your vision it'd be somebody else's so you know, you have to really take a lot of different things into perspective, create an algorithm where you're balanced with logic and emotion and um, passion. You know, you have to all have all these things kind of laid out in front of you. And then you need to make a decision based off of each, you know, type of direction in order to, you know, come to a, a, an agreement in your mind on what you're going to do next. So or what you're going to do in general. So with me and all my ideas, like. Something I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate to is that as I was growing up, um, you know, in my, you know, my teens and stuff, I was coming up with ideas and I seemed to really be a good problem solver. And and I didn't I wasn't taken seriously. And um, that kind of like demoralized me a little bit because I wasn't capable of like following through on many of my big ideas just for one reason or another, you know. Um, I wasn't capable so you just end up being somebody who talks a lot and doesn't do a lot but at the same time if you're the kind of person who can follow through on some things or at least get the wheels spinning on some things and you know you're not the kind of person to just speak on things and never create them but you do create a base for all of your different ideas I think that that's it can hurt a lot of people and what happens is and what I mean, what I mean by that is that like mo- uh, most people, when they do that, they they end up not doing anything at all, hundred percent, and then they fluster and, and they drown, right? Because they drown themselves in their own ideas, and I know what that feels like. So, I guess my point is where I'm coming from with with my life and how I've set my business structure up and my lifestyle and everything is. I found an I found a niche that I loved, and I could see needs and fill needs within the niche and then i try to do that as many different ways as possible and all these different ideas and these companies and these brands and these things that i you know i've been thinking about for years and these different you know like from running a thrift shop to a supplement shop to a smoke shop to um you know a bar and a lounge to a waffle bar you know these are all like big ideas i've had that have been thrown around in my mind with people and stuff and my friends and my family for years. And would you believe me if I told you I have all of those things in one place right now? Because I do. And to me, that is the fucking beauty of my entrepreneurial, you know, endeavors is the fact that I had all these different crazy random ideas and I was able to bring them into one location, somehow bridge all these different things into one thing. And if you're the kind of person who maybe has friends and like all different types of like genres, right? Like, you know, if you had a party, you'd have one friend from all different types of uh, walks of life. And, you know, the party would be kind of weird if you weren't the person like connecting everyone. Right. That's pretty much what I've done with my businesses. I've created all these different things that I'm personally passionate about, but might not blend like thrift shopping and bodybuilding. Don't blend. But when somebody goes thrift shopping for bodybuilders and finds clothes that fit bodybuilders and cuts them into bodybuilding styles, you now have that, that cross niche that exists and shows, um, you know, diversity within a business. And so I've, I've like created a business now where people learn, have learned to appreciate and expect random, um, you know, things like that, but still knowing that whatever I bring to the table is still relevant to them. Right. So I just brought in a bunch of, you know, sauces and syrups into my store too, but those are all zero locale. Um, You know, so they're like, Oh, okay. That makes sense. Right. Now they've got, you know, things like that. Um, There's just, there's just so many different things going on in that shop. And, you know, if you were to tell somebody randomly, this is what I'm going to do. They would probably think you were crazy until you, explained how you were going to connect it all and how it was a community. You know, there's, there's so many reasons why the shot makes sense, but there's so many reasons why it might not for other people. If you can, if you're not the kind of person who can bridge these things, or if you're not the pr- kind of person who will learn how to bridge all of the things that you're passionate about, then you're going to flounder and fail because they are not giving anything a hundred percent. And so if you can't find ways to bring a couple of the things that you love or, all of it together in one place and do that 100%, you know, and, and, and you know, it's a slower moving boat cause you're still doing five to 10 things, but it's all for the same mission. That's dope. But if you're not really trying to do that and you just have like a bunch of random things that don't correlate and you can't get them to correlate, then you need to tighten that stuff up. That would be my suggestion is you need to tighten that stuff up and figure out how you can, bridge things together in order to make more money off of each other off of your different ideas you want to be able to bring them all together and make the most money otherwise it's really not you know worth your time because then you really are spinning your gears that being said that being said i still don't think that that is a waste of time i think though if you're not making money then you need to tighten up because you never know what seed that you plant is going to grow the fastest and i'm all for planting as many seeds as Possibly can I, I'm Johnny Appleseed in this bitch. I will say that until I die. Whenever I meet somebody, it's a I make that connection, I get that number, I brainstorm after I leave it. You know, is there any way I can make you know some sort of progress in life off of what just you know what just happened? And then I plant that seed. You know, I've got an ear in, I've got a face. You know, I showed face, I shook hands. There's a seed. I never know if that person or that connection, you know, in a year or two or five years, is going to come back around. And after. Planting seeds since I was 16 or 17 years old, and I realized this, at 25, so many of these seeds have grown into trees. But the funny thing is that even seeds that I planted years ago are only just now sprouting and growing. And I'm like, damn, I forgot I even planted that seed. But thank God I did, right? And so that's why nothing in my life has really turned into a regret. And that's why, and I won't let it because all of these things that I've been through have been also me planting seeds and me learning lessons and me becoming a stronger person, a better person, a a person with more, you know, dynamic capability. And I'm proud of that. That's who I want to be. So I, I like being uncomfortable. I like all the challenges that I face. I like being stressed to an extent, you know, I like, I like being in a financial rut at one point and then getting through that and being like, fuck yeah, like when I need to get it done, I get it done, you know, and transferring negative energy that comes my way because I have been through so much. And even though this is the first year of my life that I feel like I'm living, you know, I have been through a lot. Like I've lost best friends. I've been in love and, and heartbroken multiple times. Like all this year. And, you know, I bought a business and, you know, I did these shows and what comes with competing and, you know, just family stuff. My God, like I could, I could write a fucking book on all the shit that happened this year. But the funny thing is that I was chasing my passion and I was loving myself so much regardless that it's, it feels like this is the first time I've ever lived. And what I mean by that is this is the first time I've ever been able to take in negative things and i've been able to grasp it and transfer it and turn it into something you know i've i mean i have literally learned how to transfer energy so well and convert it that i feel normal again like i feel like myself like i feel like this is i mean i've just never felt this way i've never felt so comfortable being me i've never felt you know the way I'm feeling. And that's really just due to, um, you know, me taking the time to understand myself and process these things. And, um, you know, that just speaks a lot to, you know, the growth process and I'm, I'm really happy about it. And, uh, you know, that's, I hope that you guys can, that there's advice there for you that you guys can take because I know, um, I know exactly what it feels like to feel lost. I mean, I still feel lost. Don't get me wrong. But when you have direction, you definitely feel a lot better. And so I know what it's like for you guys who don't have direction. Um, you know, I really – it's it's a nightmare. And that's why I love the fitness industry, though, so much is because there's so many different – there's money everywhere. There's so much money to be made. Even in the world itself, there's so much money to be made. And everyone can take a share of the pie. Like, we don't have to be selfish with with anything that we do. And that's, you know, something that I just – i love about my my current niche um but at the same time like i see how limited it is and how diluted it is and also how you know one track minded it is and it uh you know until i can get bodybuilding to be beautiful again and really like honor the the side of bodybuilding that i see i guess is the best way to say it like i want to you know i want to post shows and i want to make uh, content and videos and empowering messages for people through bodybuilding and posing. And I want to do artistic stuff with that. And until I can do that, you know, I allow myself to explore other beautiful creative outlets. So beyond my own posing and stuff, you know, I love music and I love art and I love, you know, so many things that have to do with, you know, aesthetic and, you know, just, attention to detail and, you know, a sense of passion. You know, I love things where passion just reaps off of it. And it's just like, God, whoever did that just must have been thinking so, you know, exponentially different than me. And I just I'm just going to enjoy what it must have been like to be the person to, to, to create this. So, you know, Salvador Dali being my favorite artist, you know, and I, I can see him or not see him, he's dead, but <laughs> he's got two um, museums, you know, in Florida, uh, one in St. Augustine and one in Tampa, and the Dolly museums are fucking crazy, and you know, his some of his artwork is, like, pretty interesting, and it looks like the dude must have been tripping, but um, you know, they'll tell you he, he didn't do any drugs, but I don't know, I think that man might have licked a frog or two, because some of the shit that he made is pretty crazy, but I just appreciate, you know, um that kind of stuff too so that being said there's so many things that i'm into i'm like how do i make money off of this how do i get to enjoy this and also you know have the living you know i can't spend time doing something for free because then i'm not supporting myself so that's kind of how my mind works it's like damn i love this how can i get involved in it and if you do that with anything that catches your interest and you're like how can i get involved with this And you let that be the question, like, just look at the 30 different things that are going into the task at hand or the the thing that you're paying attention to. See the 30 different, you know, gears right in front of you revolving and ask questions about each one of those gears. How did it get there? What's it made of? What do you have to do to, 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 to be one of them? And then you might catch yourself, you know, involved in something completely different. So if you feel like there's no opportunity out there for you, I suggest, you know, showing up to different places and different events of all different types and just putting your foot out there and asking questions and shaking hands and, and exploring your own talents and seeing where you can apply them to other people's businesses and then learning from them and, and trying to figure out your own way to do that and i think a big thing for most people who are very smart is that they short sell themselves because they're so smart they know about their ignorance. So if you're like me and you know where you're stupid, then you might feel the um, the urge to not put yourself out there, which that's really the reason why I suck at making educational videos. Because even though I know so much, I know what I don't know. And I just, I feel self-conscious about that. So it makes it hard for me sometimes to make, make or do things that I need to do because I have uh, low self-confidence in it sometimes. And that's, you know, I, I can openly admit that, that I have confidence issues sometimes. And other times I have as much confidence as anyone needs to get anything done. You know, I'm I'm uh, I'm human. So um, that being said, like, if you're in a mental state of mind where your reality is you are not enough, then I suggest maybe playing with changing your reality and pretending that, you know, everything and more. So whether it's making ads on Instagram and you walking into a business and trying to sell yourself, creating ads for them, or you understanding like logistics and being able to walk into a business and, you know, offer your services, recreating some management, um, you know, systems for them to help, you know, streamline their business process. If, you know, you're really good at documentation, I mean, there's, there's so many different skills, right? So you know whatever it is that you find yourself doing in your free time, or whatever it is that other people constantly ask you for help with, um, because you're good at it, explore that. You know and see if it's something that um, you know other people would find value in. And if that's the case, then you know put value to it, put a price on it, go explore it, become great. You know every everyone who goes to law school and becomes a lawyer or an attorney or something like that has to get their first case and their second case and their third case and their reputation before getting those cases i'm assuming is that they haven't had it yet they don't have a reputation because they just got out of fucking law school so that sort of thing which i'm i'm sure i'm ignorant you know on how the process of that is but i'm sure you can understand the metaphor as well that it always takes the first step you know if you want to be a a a bodybuilding coach right how about that that's something i know about so when i was a decided I wanted to be a bodybuilding coach, I had to get out of my own way and accept the fact that I know enough to fucking coach people. I'm smart enough to help educate people to change their lives. That's been the case for a long time. And it took me a while to come around to being open to coaching people because I was insecure about it. But why? I was missing out on money. This was my passion. This is the thing that I do twenty four seven, And I go out of my way to learn how to do it better and better and better more than most other bodybuilders, you know. So if that's the case, then, you know, that guy could that person can definitely help the mom or the dad or the kid who's just looking to get into it. You can definitely I can definitely teach anybody 101, you know, maybe I don't need to go into complicated coaching, but just do 101 coaching, you know, in the beginning. And that's that's what I recommend for anyone who is, you know, tenacious enough to put themselves in a position of growth. And that's scary because You know, it's also uncomfortable, but you have to be willing to face that and then realize that as soon as you get a couple things done, you're going to be so excited and proud of yourself and you're going to laugh and you're going to be like, oh yeah, you know, I've already done this so I can do it again. Like, look, I just did it, you know? And so if you can put yourself in the mindset that you've been doing this, you've already done it, and this is just another walk in the park, then. You'll be able to go out there and get the first one done in the second. And this is coming from a guy who knocked doors. I would knock doors for a company called Vivint. They sell security systems. By the way, shout out Vivint. That training, top tier. I mean, I don't even know where I would go to offer anyone whatever amount of money it costs to have the training that Vivint gives for knocking doors to sell security systems. But let me tell you, that is a very intricate process to sell security systems to someone who doesn't know who you are after you knock on their door in the middle of the day and then sell a $5,000 security system after running credit and doing all these, this 15 step sales approach. It's, it's intense. And I'm going to be honest, wasn't for me, but I loved it and I did love the sales aspect of it. And I did love the fact that as scared as I was, and as nerve wracking as it was, when I made my first sale and then I made my second and my third and the feelings that I had after making those sales of, oh my God, this is possible. I am capable just like the other people I see around me making sales. I am also able to do that. And three weeks ago, I never would have imagined that anyone would ever take me serious enough to, to, to you know, buy a security system off me after I knocked that door. It sounds ludicrous, but here I am three weeks later after just giving it my best effort and I was so wrong, and so everyone's experienced that feeling. And you need to stop looking at yourself like you aren't capable of ad- of adapting to whatever the stress is. You're in control of yourself. So if you're trying to do the best thing by you, and it has nothing to do with somebody on the door, you know, telling you yes or no to buy a security system, but it has everything to do with you telling yourself to get out of bed and not lay there and be depressed and go write a list and drink a coffee and get your brain going and do whatever. And just doing things for you. If That's, that's what it is. That's, that's what it is. So, Oh my gosh. Sorry. I just went on a huge rant. Not sorry though. Cause I feel like, you know, that, that is some relevant information. But with that being said, um, you know, I think I'm going to, I'm going to trail over to, um, my next topic, which was supposed to be me talking about my plans for next year with bodybuilding and uh, what I'm going to be doing with my body. And uh, I think I I have some interesting perspectives on that too. So one of the things that's kept me from being super huge um, has really been the fact that I don't keep a physique for very long before I lose it. Because I always like fall off. Over the years, my pattern has been falling off. I'm not going to um, say that I always do because I won't always do that. This time I am mentally, uh, physically stronger than I've ever been. I've got the best support system I've ever had just in case and I feel fantastic so I'm excited going into this off season because it's my first time that I'm going into it with like an actual appetite, with an actual solid environment with support and with the necessary tools and the knowledge to become you know, a pro one day. And I really know that it's in my cards to become a pro bodybuilder and and more beyond that. Um, And so I'm excited that after this year, I've proved to myself that I can that I can do this and I'm competitive. Um, I've also proved that, you know, even though I did one show, I didn't fall off. I did another. And I had so much energy in my system from from the years that I didn't compete. And from falling off last year, it it fucking pissed me off so bad that. You know, after I did the first show this year and then the second, like I still wasn't satisfied. Like I didn't have to do the third show. I was already didn't have to do the second show. I was already nationally qualified. Like I went in and crushed it. But um, I just had so much fire inside me, like so much just pent up energy and desire to just be on stage and present myself and show like, you know, my mind, show the world who I am and be able to get those pictures, and those videos, and those posing routines, and and just in front of the judges, and be like, don't you ever forget about me again, because I'm not going to, and just to be able to state that with my physique, it, it it felt great, and you know, each show you do, you're like, oh, I could have done this better, I could have done that better, and so I went out, and I did it, and I did those things better, and I competed again, and again, and again, and that fourth show is my best showing, and I just, you know, the fact that I did four shows, and got better each show, it just, makes me so fucking proud of myself because it's so it's just a testament to my change and my development and my growth and, you know I, I, that's that's what i'm here for you know i'm here for that within me i'm here for that within all of you you know that's why i share this information that's why i share all of this is so that way somebody can take something from it there's there's really no other you know the, i guess the only other reason would be as a therapeutic way for me to you know feel heard other than that you know i i want someone to take my words and be able to grow from them because i know that i feel like if i was talking to me i feel like i'm always talking to myself from a couple of years ago you know and when i put myself in the headspace in the different headspaces that i've been in over the years i feel like it would have been really nice to have somebody talk to me the way that i talk to my phone right now to you guys So that, that, that's pretty much, you know, how I feel. Um, You know, I, I feel like you can't see something, you can't see something in somebody else that you don't already see within yourself. And so humans are limited by their ego in that sense. And like, and like, because I've developed this ability to relate to almost anybody going through anything, I pretty much see myself in everybody and I can understand, you know people act a certain way because of the butterfly effect that is their life leading them up to this moment. And so even in the worst situations and interactions, I, I kind of love the person in front of me. Like there's very rarely where there's a, there's a heated situation where I'm not also feeling like a sad sort of love for the person in front of me because, you know, nothing's personal and, you know, everybody's been through so much and not everyone's strong enough to be able to um, you know, convert negative energy into positive energy, you know, like I'm able to sometimes. And, and so with that being said, I, I, I remember what it's like to pop and you know, I remember what it's like to be broken and, and take it out on others. And I, I know what that's, you know, I know what that stems from and it has normally nothing to do with, uh, you know, a situation that's going on. It's normally the subconscious mind has nothing to do with the first layer and, um, uh, with that being said, like, I, I just feel so much love and empathy for everybody, right? That I just, I feel the need to make these videos. I feel the need to make this, this kind of content because I feel like I'm sick of going on Instagram or, or whatever. And, and seeing people tell me that you could do it or don't give up. And, you know, we're all, you know, it's possible. And I'm like, but how? But how like you're not giving me the how like I go on your social media and you're just your life's just fucking perfect. Like, how did you do that? Like, you're not telling me how to keep my mind that way for longer than a, the fucking five seconds I'm reading your post. So that's why I explain this shit. That's why I open up and that's why I don't filter myself. That's why I cuss and I talk about my drug use, my weed use, and my drinking. Like, what are you want me to fucking lie? You want me to pretend to be somebody I'm not? that's what inspires you more, you know, being like Liver King and fucking you know, if bro, that's what you need to motivate you, like, I'm sorry, like, hopefully you come around and realize that shit ain't real, you know, and with that being said, you know, I'll, I'll take the lack of, you know, uh, attention for people that do hear me getting, you know, something I, I don't, I, you know, I couldn't care less about Having a huge following, the the thing I care about is not helping more people because I'm being suppressed in a sense. So that's where my head's at with that. I just wish that I was able to to help more people. But I know that if I just stay consistent and I just keep doing my thing, you know, I'm helping enough people and and that I don't need to worry about it. I don't need to do things that that put me out there, but not in a good way. You know, so I'll just keep doing me. Keep rocking. Keep, you know, spreading my truth, you know word of mouth, I think is the biggest thing. like, I do everything I can to help my people in Orlando and, um, my people online that I'm friends with and my followers and stuff, you know, I really just want to be like the ultimate resource for people because life is ridiculously hard, ridiculously stressful. And, um, you know, as much as, you know, I, am accomplishing, I'm still struggling with it too. So, um, you know, I feel like for anyone else who's trying to accomplish things like, but struggling, this is the perfect time for me to share what I'm going through because I believe in myself and I know that I'm going to come out on top. So why not document this shit in the meantime and why not share it? So that way I'm not the only one at the top. I don't want to be alone. You know, I got my people. I want my people to come up with me, but I, you know, I'm inspired by other people's passion. And, you know, if you're if you're, you know, you hear my stuff and then, you know, you got other people that motivate you and you're all of a sudden on a come up, like, homie, let me know. I want to know. Cause that, 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 that motivates me. That inspires me. That lets me know that what I'm doing is good um, and it's helping people. And, you know, I just think that there's so much room at the top for everybody and, you know, we just all have to show support and love each other and, and really just try to understand and be more empathetic and, and run that emotional logic braided, you know, thought process a little bit more because, you know, right now, I mean, it's a time for healing, not a time for hurting. And people have been hurt so much in the past, you know, ever since COVID, you know, I feel like the world's just gone crazy and we all, you know, know exactly what I'm talking about. It just feels like everyone around you is just kind of, losing their sense their marbles have been dropped and like you're just getting hit upside the head with you know things that you never would have expected you know it seems like crazy runs 10 layers deeper than it used to and it just it's been coming out of the woodwork with with all of the stress that the country's under and the world it's just you're seeing sides of people that you know aren't normally there and that you wouldn't have ever expected and um you know i mean i've I don't even want to talk about my shit, to be honest, but, you know, one of the most, one of the most interesting things I've had somebody say to me this year was, um, this girl I was talking to and she was telling me, you know, she, she was questioning my Instagram videos because I talk about mental health and, uh, you know, I post about, you know, my upsetness, my upsetness, me being upset about, uh, you know, just whatever. I'm very open, Uh, but it's not, it's not about any singular person because, I've been, the, my, my brain is operating off of like a lot of a culmination of things. Nothing, nothing singular in my life takes the weight of all of my pain. So, you know, my videos are very vague, but she, uh, the girl I was talking to was taking them very personally out of nowhere. And, um, you know, at, at one point during our conversation, she was, she asked me if my, my desire was really to help depressed men in the gym. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, that's kind of pathetic. And I was like, I was really stunted by that. I couldn't believe that, you know, somebody out there really didn't believe that men's mental health was pathetic. Like that's, that's sad. And that's like a beautiful female who feels that way. And it's like, so in line with, um, you know, a lot of the shit that we hear about. And like, you know, I've experienced a lot, but I haven't actually had a girl tell me I was pathetic for trying to make a difference in mental, men's mental health. Like what? But you know, you see, you see a lot of guys talk about how women don't care about their emotions and women don't let them feel like they can talk and open up. And like, that's exactly how I felt. And I was actually made to feel worse for caring about it. And I, you know, I struggled with that. And I think a lot of people struggle with that. So you know, when it comes to everything that I'm presenting online and in person and, you know, whatever, it's it's just to, like, just be as real and open as possible. So that way, you know, people have something to just – I don't know. I feel like when I have conversations with people, it's just kind of like a breather. Like, it's like, ah, somebody real. Somebody will just talk to me. You know, somebody that feels – that will hear me and isn't, like, you know, just blown out of their mind. Like, I don't know. I just – It's just hard these days, man, you know, I just keep rocking. I just keep doing my thing. You know, I get a little sad and then I move on, I get over it, but you know, there's a lot of weird shit going on right now in the world and it's just hard. Um, that being said, how about a shameless plug for chill pills? Oh my gosh. So I dropped a supplement called, uh, chill pills. And I started a supplement brand called dragon labs. Um, So dragon labs is my supplement brand that I'm using to basically push like, um, my more exotic formulas and my more exotic supplements that aren't protein and amino acids and stuff like that. So chill pills have, um, an ingredient called Kana, um, which please look that up if you've never heard of it, K a N N a. Um, and these gummies that I had made are literally life changing. From helping people with tinnitus to helping you finally go to sleep to dealing with stress during the day to the point where you're actually maximizing your efficiency more and everything in between. I've heard so many different reasons why people love chill pills. And for me personally, getting sleep, being able to deal with stress, being able to recover better, hitting REM, um, you know, my day to day, just being so much more clean. Mentally, um, you know, I just can't speak highly enough on the chill pills. And, um, you know, the feedback on them is is literally. I am actually struggling with figuring out how to market the chill pills because they are so freaking powerful and so effective for so many people that it sounds fake. It like doesn't like the things that people say about this. It sounds like a miracle thing. And I'm like kind of scared because I'm like, I can't just go around telling people how good this is because it sounds like a lie because it sounds too good to be true, but you try one and you're just like, Holy shit. Like for some people, it is literally the biggest change they've ever had in their you know, their life because of the way that stress affects them essentially. And, uh, you know, <sighs> shout out, chill pills. Shout out to me. Shout out to fucking <laughs> dragon labs. Y'all got to check it out. Um, you can go to my website, uh, the retro goods with a Z.com that's where I have all my supplements my supplement shops uh, or website link and everything and then also uh, the dragon labs and you know I also have research articles and my documentary with National Geographic is on there for free and a bunch of stuff but if you want to learn more about chill pills please go take a look the retrogoods.com literally life-changing and they're prep friendly too so if you you know can't burn eight calories uh, by walking to your car and back to afford a gummy then you, know, you might want to check with your coach on what's going wrong with your diet because these suckers are not going to mess you up and they're only going to make life 100 times easier um, especially if you're somebody who deals with stress or high stress environments or just has problems sleeping or or I've heard from people about people sleeping. T- I have a lady who sleeps too much. right? She's one of those people who sleeps like 16 hours a day um, and I think that's stemming from them never actually hitting REM which I don't know the cause of that. I don't know enough about it but this lady um, told me that she uses chill pills before she goes to sleep and she actually will wake up earlier and wake up more recovered. And so then her day is better and she takes them before bed. Now she's in a great system. Um, that was that, that lady was actually um, the wife of a truck driver um, and they were doing like rounds in Orlando and just happened to stop by. But they were like telling me that I wasn't going to see him again for months, but then they had another pickup they had to do and they made it a point to come by early and, Uh, come by the shop and pick up more chill pills because they loved them so much so that was really cool um, to hear and you know i love the fact that i've got so many different types of people with so many different types of issues giving me feedback so i'm excited excuse me i'm excited to share all that um anecdotal research that i've got um you know in the coming uh, weeks and months and stuff so that's pretty much where i'm at with that just trying to figure that out trying to get that into more hands for people because on top of like you know why I love chill pills so much? It's like me in a bottle. You know, I feel like I feel like you know, you come hang out with Zach for an hour. He'll get you stoned. He'll talk to you about your life. He'll relate. He'll make you feel like you're not alone. And then you'll have just like, I feel like I give people like a nice little sense of relief. Otherwise, I stress them the fuck out. You know, as one of other whatever. But you know, when I'm on good, when I'm on my shit, I feel like it's like, I you know, I really make a difference in people's lives just by hanging out with them for a little bit. And now. I've got a product where you just pop a gummy and you kind of get that same like little feeling, you know, you get that sense of, you know, well-being, you know, you feel more relaxed. You feel more aware of your your environment because you're all of a sudden, you're relieved of your mental duties, which were repeating stupid thoughts that you didn't need to think about because you didn't, you couldn't get off your chest. Being I was at, you get it off your chest, it makes you feel better. I feel better. You know, I love doing that for people. I love playing, playing therapist as I call it because, Look, everyone needs it. and We all need a friend who understands, you know. And I feel like in my position with some of the things that I've been capable of, people kind of look up. To, well, I know they look up to me. And I, I, I hate to say that because it feels like egotistical, but people look up to me. I do know that. And so when I talk to them or when I hear them out and I make them feel heard, the same way people do for me, which I appreciate so fucking much, I try to do that for other people. And uh, you know, it goes really far. And now I've got chill pills, these gummies that where, you know, my buddy over in Wisconsin or Tennessee, I can't talk to, you know, he gets he gets to, you know, have a mental break because of something that I created. Something that he's never had before is something that I've created. And I'm really proud of that. And you know, I'm really hoping that I am able to follow through and turn chill pills into a national. A nationally recognized brand i really a product i want to make a difference and i want to you know navigate the uh waters as effectively as possible so that way you know i don't fall off i don't get my products stolen you know i all of these different things that i'm worried about with with a brand that i want to take to the next level so that's what i'm working on that's my goal for next year and the coming years with with just with chill pills and competing i'll be competing again in probably july so i'm getting a six month off season where i'm just focusing on becoming as big as literally as i possibly can can get uh, i'm sick of being small uh, you know i've always kept my body in a in a state where it looks naturally attainable because that was the old school way but these days that's just not cutting it so i'm going to level up a little bit with my size do a nice little off season cycle, which I haven't done in a while. And I'll talk about PEDs in a a future podcast. Um, But I'm really excited for that. And uh, that's kind of where my head's at with competing. Um, I wanna make such a big impact that, um, you know, people never stop looking, that's my goal. So the next four to five months are going to be absolutely crazy. From my business ventures to my bodybuilding ventures to uh, some of the things that I still refuse to talk about because I am so, so determined to make them happen that I won't spoil it. So there'll be things that no one knows about that'll just pop up whenever I finally accomplish those goals um, and those secret missions. So, uh, you know, there's always something to to keep you on your toes when it comes to me. And I think that's probably one of my favorite qualities about myself is just... It's, it's impossible to keep up with me. You'll hurt yourself trying for sure. So with that being said, I'm out of here. I'm going to go hang out with my family. I'm about to pull up. Um, yeah, I hope you guys are, are doing good. Thank you. If you're listening, this is 55 minutes of me rambling into my phone. Uh, thank you. You are literally like one of my favorite people now. I hope you know that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, seriously, reach out if you ever need to. Uh, my Instagram is always, you know, my DMs are always open. I'm always here for people. So, you know, I'll do what I can. Just, even if you just need somewhere to dump some shit, I won't even respond. If it's some crazy, ludicrous shit you need to get off your chest, go ahead, man. Dump it. I probably won't not respond. I'll say something. I got you. But I won't judge you. And I know what it's like to, like, just need somewhere to drop shit. So, my DMs are open, man. Drop that shit off. I got you. Um, and other than that, I hope you guys are all doing amazing. And I just... You know, that's about all I have to say. I just really wish the best for everybody as we continue down this, this mission, this simulated experience, this game, this quest that we are on every day. Um, you know, we didn't get a handbook. There's no guide. You know, there's the cheat codes that you want, you got to go find them. You got to make it happen. So that's what I'm all about. And, uh, you know. I I'll, I'll talk to you guys next time. All right. Peace.